1: and we're on, this is the first podcast recorded in 2019.
2: Yes, blood, yes! And oh. we start with a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> to the late, great Mean Gene Oakland. Yeah. Died about a week ago when we were recording this. Yeah, uh, What a, I mean, you know... The, Mean Gene was getting on a bit in years. He luckily didn't have a period of any ill health, but it was still sad to see him go.
1: Yeah, and it, and also I think if if nothing if um, this podcast has taught me anything, it's that wrestling isn't really regarded by anyone outside of like, I don't know, a certain underclass. The, the wrestling figure. media. The wrestling media. And I the couldn't... Daily Star. And the Daily Star. Okay, they've got a piece of it. Well, it really annoyed me because um, Marty Funkhauser, uh, Bob Einstein mm. uh, from Kirby Enthusiasm, he also played a great character in Arrested Development, he was on the BBC website yeah, and I was like, "All right, well, fair dues." He's on the BBC website, but could Mean Gene get a spot on the BBC website? A man who's worked tirelessly for genera well, for, for, for decades, yeah, um, at, at, at wrestling uh, and, and, and basically worked his entire life. You're in absolutely right thing.
2: there because you might say, "Well, wrestling is a minority interest," yeah. but it's been watched by hundreds of millions of people. Mm. And Mean Gene has been doing it since the early '80s in a national role. Yeah. Now, Bob Einstein, nice, you know, great performer. Re- performer like it, yeah. Curb enthusiasm, arrested development—both quite minority interest things—and exactly. he's not the main guy on them. No, a lot of the tributes that I read, they were talking about how he was one of the writers for the Smothers Brothers. Mm. Now. I've I worked in comedy for a long time. The Smothers Brothers, I've heard of. I would say, if you went out into the street, 99 out of 100 people would not know what the Smothers Brothers was. No,
1: I don't know what the Smothers
2: Brothers was. They sounds were like talking a to us like we all know it. <laughs> Why didn't they just do that with Mean Gene? Yeah, exactly. you know, He was the voice of the explosion of American wrestling in the 1980s, the biggest it ever came to. Mm. The biggest, I mean, again, it's, do you know what it's like? It's like video games. Mm. If yeah. you like something, but there's a 55-year-old lord... Who I was about to say who doesn't like it, but then wrestling is full of fifty-five-year-old lords. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, there's Atoll Oakley, there's Stephen Regal. It's mean, the wrong right example. Really example. bad example. Pierre. So use Pierre. Yeah. I, what was what was funny is is, is, is is odd odd people like Lord Alfred Hayes. I mm. when I was going through some boxes over Christmas when I was bored, I found that I'd taken out the Guardian obituary when Alfred Hayes had died. Right. And that seems to me a strange thing that the Guardian will give half a page in their obits to Lord Alfred Hayes. Mm but there's no mention by any mainstream media of Mean me Gene Oakland. Yeah.
1: It, uh, is that because Lord Alfred Hayes, um, obviously he was a British wrestler, but also he ran for Parliament and he didn't he run I for... I don't know.
2: I mean, yeah, he ran... I think he actually became a Conservative councillor in Islington. Right, OK. In the 60s. I, I mean, I'd have loved to have been at those meetings, <laughs> I tell you. Absolutely amazing. Hello,
1: I'm here for the uh, meeting, uh, well, like well, chair the meeting. Well, to our... Why is the town hall
2: upside down?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, don't don't we've, look at that. Look at this. we sold all of the council buildings. To, oh god <laughs> but it is, it is
2: funny and it's only when you sort of enjoy wrestling well I,
1: I wouldn't have given a sh- the first flying shit this time last year yeah but now i'm like going no that's yeah. not fair yeah it that's really isn't not
2: fair in the slightest you know we get pioneers like chris benoit who make the mainstream medium sit up and pay attention <laughs> to this wonderful sport but oh. i mean I, it, it is odd the, the 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 huge sort of nature of being a wrestling star you know, you're seen worldwide. Yeah. And it is just funny that in this country we sort of look on it very sniffily. Mm. If it was an actor like Bob Einstein, I'm probably saying his name wrong, I always pronounce, I can see it in my head as Einstein. Einstein, yeah, I think it's Einstein. Is yeah. it? Oh, no, no, but I think they do call it Einstein, don't they? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Einstein, what? Einstein, again, is a very, very minor actor in a world of a lot of actors. Yes. Mean Gene Oakland was a unique wrestling announcer. Yeah. It just seems a bit odd that if you're going to go for one tiny minority performer that you wouldn't have heard of, mm why not go for one who's at least their life story is fun to read about yeah
1: he's one out of probably five men who did that job to that level yeah. I
2: suppose you know. I, I mean you, what, what what would you prefer to see in your paper a picture of a man you don't really know with Larry David Ooh. or would you prefer to see Mean Gene in sportswear <laughs> with Hulk Hogan roided off his nut screaming in his face <laughs> exactly I know what I want in my quality I, paper a man who
1: I'm surprised lived to the ripe old days that he did because he must have been spat on by so many wrestlers <laughs> over
2: the years and they have so many diseases. All that airborne sort of TB <laughs> and glandular fever and staph infections just dripping off them. But there were
1: some beautiful kind of clips um, of Mean Gene um, like that came out, uh, obviously, after his death and stuff, and it was really uh, sort of nice to see sort of people posting on the WrestleMe account and stuff, but yeah. um, forwarding our clips. There was a great um, collection of WWE kind of um, promo um, uh, clips that they'd um, supplied Sky TV, I think, in the yes. 90s, and it, was just went, and it was just him going over and over, and he is... Is a pro he yeah. doesn't miss a beat he knows who everyone is he never messes up he knows everyone, where everyone's going what title they're going for and he's like he's just in and out net, right next wrestler in out in he, out totally
2: he's also got a lovely smooth voice <laughs> yeah. it's a really reassuring voice you have all of these people screaming shouting mm. you know doing their ridiculous promos you used to see him with the ultimate warrior yeah. and he at least brought a bit of dignity to it <laughs> he's like a parameter <laughs> he'll sort of sit there going well you heard him say it yeah. and off they go and he was just again it was that Slight thing of it looked professional. Mm. He was he was he was really underrated in that respect. Oh, that he, he gave it a bit of sort of dignity. Yeah, at a time when,
1: to be honest, when we started watching this, he was the only adult in the fucking yes. room. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla and fucking Lord <laughs> didn't have a clue what was I mean, going on. Well,
2: i I'm just he's got a really interesting <laughs> life. I don't think I don't think he actually wrote an autobiography, which mm. is unusual for wrestlers of that generation. Yeah. When they had he did a lot of sort of autograph signings and legends appearances mm. in the last sort of probably twenty years. Mm. Um. It's probably very high there as a tribute to mean gene who would never have gone probably gene would always have gone probably very very like, smooth a a very smooth professional <laughs> yeah. but he never wrote about it but i can only mm. imagine what his life must have been like yeah. the wrestlers had to go out there and perform after the nights out but gene didn't really have to do very much he just had to turn <laughs> up and go well he's coming in now hercules get over here done yeah you can get wasted uh, and i hope he did spend 30 years just going i am so drunk i am having the time of my life all i have to do is make sure i just leave this room and then i get on a bus and it takes me somewhere i don't even know where wonderful and then i stand in the locker room and go moondog spot what you gotta say <laughs> lovely dream job yeah. dream job main G in auckland Rest in peace. Um,
1: so yes, uh, we're back with uh, another uh, Wrestle Me. Uh, thank you very much to everyone who listened over the uh, Christmas period. I think one of our most popular shows was like a really weird uh, one. Right, it was Sid
2: versus was Sid Night Stalker. Sid Stalker. Sid I mean, why do we bother? <laughs> why do we bother? That, do you know what people want? They want they want muck and crap. <laughs> we're we're going to get it in this episode. I tell you what,
1: um, we are mo- we've moved forward. Uh, we're back to uh, WrestleMania. This was kind of our raison d'être, our reason for getting up in the morning. Morning. but we deviated a little bit because I think it's important to uh, bring in other flavours and uh, other situations uh, that I'm uh, not
2: aware of because at the end of the day it's my education this is yeah. my wrestling education so um... and you're, you're, you've actually reached 15 now which I think mm. isn't that almost sort of GCSE level <laughs> is, so you're, yes. you're getting a, I'm a working GCSEs. learning I mean you haven't started your <laughs> apprenticeship yet No, but we're getting you to a position now where you can confidently write a three-sided essay yeah, we're not, about I'm Hacks not... or Jim Duggan's foam two-by-fours
1: yeah there is no there is no wrestling university it's very much um b-tech yeah. it's very much yts schemes yeah. vocational work only. yeah that's it, it, it's basically
2: if there was one university that they'd never change from being <laughs> polytechnic <laughs> that's it yeah the wrestling poly i didn't even um graduate from my
1: uh, wrestling polytechnic because <laughs> i had outstanding library finds if you've ever heard me on any other podcast
2: i will have told that story a million times <laughs> there is no library at wrestling poly <laughs> the last thing you need's a book no what are you a pansy <laughs> <laughs> the only book in
1: there is owned by the poet, and that's his book of poetry.
2: Yeah, the genius's I've... book of poetry. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, but if you poetry. open it up, it's just full of like human growth hormone. <laughs> Someone's hollowed it out <laughs> with their teeth on a massive coke I know rage a man bender. from Poughkeepsie.
1: Oh, it's, it's now it's now just drugs. <laughs> this is just drugs. Goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we're in Philadelphia, Mark. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've done a WrestleMania. It yeah, seems.
2: It, uh, it seems like it's a completely different world, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny WrestleMania, this, because it takes place at a time when WWE were really pulling away mm. from their nearest competition, WCW. Yeah. Um, this is 1999, and really, 99 uh, and 2000 are the years that kill WCW. Right. They're just running it into the ground. The mm. money's out of control. The storylines are terrible. The inmates are running the asylum, whereas WWF is hitting the Attitude Era. And yeah. this is the midpoint coming towards the end of the key bit of the Attitude Era, mm. which is why it's so sort of surprising that this is quite a bad Wrestlemania. It's, there's a lot thrown in there. There mm. are so many
1: different kinds of matches. A um, uh, lot of glitz, a lot of glam, a lot of tits.
2: <laughs> the, 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 the crowd love everything that happens, mm. you know, but when you look back on it you go right well the matches aren't actually very good no no one really has a lot of time there are loads of these storylines everywhere that yeah. are just so confusing and like a the... year's worth of storylines building up to something that lasts three minutes yeah. and then they do a storyline off the back and of it and you've kind of got to be across it and, and like I guess
1: maybe um, all of the people who were in that auditorium at the time um, sort of spent the previous night at that little party they put on oh <laughs> oh Pete <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to oh, that
2: oh Pete that's but... the best the best thing I've ever seen <laughs>
1: But maybe that was just them going, right? Do you remember why we're feuding? Do you remember why we're beefing? Do you remember yeah. why The Undertaker's outside uh, Vincent Martin's house? Just <laughs> yes. for that? Why? Yeah.
2: No, no, I don't. This is the era that I think one of the first <laughs> things we ever saw that made, made you really go, ah, oh, this is hilarious. Right. This is the era of the bug boss man burying his father and the uh, uh, sorry, the Big Show burying yes. his father, and the Big Boss Man hijacking the coffin on the back of a two by four and driving through a cemetery while the Big Show is trying to hug his dead dad's coffin. So
1: this is um, something we mentioned, I think, on the very first show when we we're talking about the mixture of um, reality and, mm. and, and the fake. And it's actually, I know we mentioned it on this first show because I showed my dad the Hell in a Cell Mick Foley versus Undertaker. Oh yeah, um, and he was uh, tutting as about as loud as a man could tut. And I was going, Dad, I, like, why? He said, Why are you into this? like my, your mum is not my cousin and we don't live in Arkansas. I said, Dad, it's not about that. It's about the carnage. It's just about the, the uh, mixing the real and the fake and, and, and how keeping this business together is actually, it's like spinning plates, but they're the biggest plates in the world and the plates are on steroids and they're drunk and they abuse their <laughs> wife. And I'm and, and I'm explaining it. About, and he's still having none of it. And I'm going, no. And so I cut out, I cleaved out the first speech that you make in the first show of oh, yeah. Wrestle Me just to play it my dad. I mean, he's still having none of it, so fuck him, but, you know. My, my dad said uh, can, to me... You can come in a big 2 by
2: You can come in a big uh, pickup truck and drag my dad's body through the streets. <laughs> While you hug it, screaming, <laughs> see, Dad, it. this is why it's a top form of entertainment that should be covered by the British mainstream press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah. being, seeing Big Show with hair was just... Uh, it's just, oh, it just yeah. weird, to me I mean, my dad was saying to me, he said, mm. oh, I listened to uh, one of your podcasts the other day. Mm. I said, oh, which one? He said, um, it's about that Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I said, it's oh, again. yeah. What did he say? He said, oh, I loved it. He said, I thought oh, it was love brilliant. It, it. So he really enjoyed it. That is the so, your dad and my dad. So, Dad, thanks for being the best of the, the best. Wrestle Me Dads. <laughs> <laughs> I Correct. love you, Dad. I love you.
1: I, I respect you for the things you gave me. <laughs> As a young
2: man, <laughs> oh, that's, like asthma. Um, <laughs> Shit. My dad didn't give you asthma. <laughs> um, the, um, it, it is a funny WrestleMania. I thought mm. I'd really enjoy this one. I thought we were going to be like, this is where it's off the hook, yeah. and it, it's, it's uh, uh, people will be listening to this and they'll be going, no, I remember this WrestleMania. It's really good. Mm. I thought Watch I remembered it. this WrestleMania yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it. it's it's really, really considering the talent that's there. Mm. I think pretty much all of the pay per views around this have got much better matches. Yeah, and this one somehow it just fizzles.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. This, so the main event is uh, The Rock versus um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That had a bit of intensity to it. Yeah. Everything else was just a little bit like, what's happening now? Sorry,
2: yeah. what? Yeah, it's i tell you what the um, other thing I've really noticed about this one. This is a WrestleMania that has Michael Cole, the mm, ring announcer, in. Yes. And it's because Jim Ross has been having bouts of Bell's palsy. So... Uh,
1: that's what... So when he returns...
2: Yeah, he comes in for the main on, event. Yeah. His, his,
1: uh, one side of his face is completely gone. And I actually... Because I went to the Wikipedia and I was like, have I heard that he's got something wrong with him? Or have I just... There are so many stories in wrestling and I yeah.
2: can't keep it on top of it them. It would look like... It looks essentially like he's had a stroke.
1: Well, I typed in stroke mm. into... Control-F, stroke, tried to find the word stroke... It wasn't in there, yeah. so I was like, "Oh, maybe that's just what his face is like." No, but he was. Yeah, he, he, when he Bell's up, palsy is
2: a, f- a sort of form yeah. of facial paralysis. Yes, yeah, yeah. and the problem. I say the problem I mean this is this is sort of a disgraceful thing and again if this wasn't wrestling it would be handled very differently yeah. Jim Ross is regarded as being the greatest wrestling announcer I think you could make the, the case of all time yeah. uh, he, he gets a bit parodied for some of the repetitions he did you mm. know oh my god Austin Austin mm. you know done it, all this mm. sort of stuff but he's very very good at getting a match over Mick Foley mm. always said he, when he was working at his matches he imagined Jim Ross commentating them because he was going what would Jim do in that situation yeah. and if that sounds good then that will really help the match. So he's very, very good. But he had Bell's palsy, right? And it affected the the muscles in his face. They droop. And what they kept doing with him was they would fire him. And so well, every time he had ba- every time he had a dose, I, th- I believe that Vince McMahon said that television, of course, is a very visual medium. Wrestling is a visual spectacle. And what you don't want is a guy who's in his fifties with a drooping face, because that is not sexy and that but, is not cool.
1: But you you see him. You see him, like, for five seconds. Exactly. I can't
2: remember... They could have kept him behind the desk and nobody would have noticed.
1: Michael Cole is dressed like an oil prospector.
2: (laughs) I know. He's dressed like someone out of, like, There Will Be Blood. The bizarre thing as well is that you go, what we need is someone hot and sexy... And you look at Michael Cole and you go, yeah, this fine piece of ass. Oh, sweet mama. Put a fucking shirt on Lola.
1: <laughs> you know when you sweat when you sweat into a shirt? Yeah. Like it gets in the shirt, but it doesn't necessarily touch the um quite the, the lining of your jacket, yeah. but with him, all of his sweat just going—it was fucking lining his jacket, and there is like a, like a thin layer of cotton, you yeah. like
2: cotton wool in between the the, the, the fibre. Like it's disgusting. And maybe he's seen a member of law enforcement somewhere in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely stinking! Can't believe it. It's um, disgusting. Michael Cole. The other thing that he do with that is is, is Vince McMahon begins to take more of a, a, a controlling hand in commentary, right. so he begins feeding lines and Michael Cole certainly in the early days is having to parrot everything that Vince is doing and Vince develops a thing where he doesn't like the action being explained mm. so you're watching it he doesn't want someone going hanalac into a headlock. Yeah. Rolls them over, you know, front chancery. Kind of old, that's quite old school, isn't it, at this What point? he wants is them saying, The Undertaker, The mm. Phenom, yeah. uh, and telling you the storylines. Yeah. And so what you get in this is, it's, it's like cramming for exams.
1: Yeah, well, like, he's doing all of that, and then you've got, like, well, I mean, you've got one cover doing that, and then you've got one cover going. on, Oh, look at them tits! Oh, exactly. Like, it's like
2: it's, it's just exactly. Michael obscene. Cole is reading a uh, the history of wrestling yes. as it happens, while Jerry Lawler is going.
1: glad to fuck that. <laughs> yes, that's all he's doing. Woo! Look,
2: look at her little bum. Look, Woo! look at, her, look at her little bum cheeks. Wow. Out of her shorts. Woo! I, I, I cut her arms off. She's so sexy. <laughs> Woo! Stick their ah. arms up my butt. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh it's perplexing. And of course, Lawler really is at his worst. Lawler died the act today. <laughs> getting a lock from the police because he's been found <laughs> with his arms cut off. The, 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 Lawler is at his worst in the Attitude Era because yeah. he's he's a good colour man. He's really funny. He's witty. In this period, he is just he's continually. He's given license to do um, whatever he wants. He? You put yeah. a woman in front of him and he either goes, woohoo, I'd like to shag her, mm. or he goes, woohoo, she's the ugliest dog I've ever seen. Yeah. And I wouldn't fuck her with yours. Yeah. And it's uh, it just, it's tiring. Mm. It's really tiring. Uh, my wife, we first started watching wrestling again around this period yep. partly this is the first Wrestlemania ever to come out on DVD as well Okay, so I remember getting a DVD player quite early on and seeing this wrestling thing and, and, and I, I couldn't sort of work out who any of the people were I was like mm. is that Cactus Jack in this one and yeah. that, that's Steve Austin but Steve Austin had blonde hair mm. really sort of confused mm. but we started watching this and she has never ever liked Jerry Lawler as a result because she right. was introduced to him at this period mm. when all he's doing is going whoa gotcha <laughs> 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 then of course she found out You know, that he's had a number of run ins with the law over the years for similar things.
1: Yes.
2: I don't believe he's been found guilty of any of them, so we will say that they were uh, irrelevant. (laughs) Massively irrelevant. (laughs) As irrelevant as wearing a shirt.
1: Mm. Uh, It all kicks off with um, four time Grammy Award winners Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Yeah. Um, I mean, eight years after (laughs) End of the Road, (laughs) I will have to say. I know they're Philadelphia's own. Yeah. But. I don't think the city of brotherly love extends so far as to accept boys to men eight years after their heyday no. singing the national anthem. I did, notice, the crowd...
2: I, I did notice as well, though, they are the only four bloody people of colour in that entire stadium.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah there massively. is nobody else. No, no, no. There's one uh, kid who holds up um, cold stoned 420 <laughs> <laughs> later on with a, with a sign pointing to his own face. Going, I I don't like beer. I like weed.
2: Ha ha <laughs> <laughs> Somebody roll this dog a bone, Daddy. <laughs> I think the road dog comes and says at one point, literally saying to the crowd, "Give me drugs. Give road dog drugs." Yeah, road dog needs drugs. All is joking that... aside, I know this is fun. We'll enjoy the performance. <laughs> Give me some drugs, and not the kind of drugs you think we
1: like. We I like the sleepy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Them lot, they like the oh, exciting, crazy yeah. drugs. But like,
2: I like the sleepy drugs. I don't want any of your performance. Enhancing drugs. No, no, I, I want. I want to be down. Curtailing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough of it was smoked yeah. over this weekend. It I, seems. The best thing about Boys to Men is that three of them turn up wearing that sort of like shiny PVC leatherette. One of them is dressed like Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He is. He's, he's got a really comfy looking <laughs> grey top <laughs> yeah. and really bright blue jeans, um, <laughs> and he sort of has a slight look as well of like one of those mentoring programs where you've got <laughs> on, three kids. young lads who are a bit sort of like. Like, you know, From the street. They're from yeah. the street. Yeah. And you go sort of like, well, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take them out for the weekend to Kew Gardens. <laughs> and he sticks out like a sore thumb.
0: Here's a cool fact.
2: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you
0: can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: <laughs> they, they 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 make some really really weird. Sorry, talking about uh, protein uh, monsters. I Did you just I was... pull some chicken out of your own trousers? I've just I, I, I've got a whole like half chicken in my pocket. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I disrupt the podcast. I need I my just... protein. I think that's I gotta imp- have my protein every twenty four minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be peak formation. That's ancient. really important. I wake well, up at three and boil eggs.
1: <laughs> well, we spoke to a guy um, who uh, I, I, last time we went to season wrestling, mm. a friend of mine who looks after some of the British wrestlers when, when they're wrestling in America and stuff. And like that, you'll be in a meeting with them and stuff, and they'll just be looking at their watches going. Right, and it guess my pride yeah. in, in me. Hard-
2: hardcore Holly was very famous for the fact that he would have an alarm on that went off, I think, every two hours through the night. Bloody hell. And he would, every two hours through the night, he'd wake himself up, he'd eat three chicken breasts or whatever it'd be. He'd go back to sleep. Two hours later, same thing, eat again. Does he ever just... shit that guy? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that
1: was hardcore because his shit looked like hardcore.
2: <laughs> yes, the, he the building has material. A hardcore of shit <laughs> that just sits in his chest. <laughs> if you try and like lift him bad up, ambergris. he weighs about 50 stone bad ambergris your <laughs> love <laughs> is like bad ambergris <laughs> bad ambergris is a great nickname that if you had it and you were like I'm bad ambergris Pete Donaldson the wrestler yeah. and there goes interesting nickname where does it come and just, I'm full of compacted shit <laughs> why are you not booking that uh, bad ambergris Pete Donaldson again don't ask all I'm going to say is eight grand to replace that toilet It <laughs> yeah, smells of Poe <laughs> smells of like all the time <laughs> Um,
1: but we do have boys and men And it's a fine performance Because they are professional singers yeah. And they're very good But
2: What happened to the fucking DX band I know. What happened to the DX band? Mark? I know. I th- Do we see them again? Do they make a reappearance <laughs> at WrestleMania? Possibly not. Uh, certainly, there's a WrestleMania coming up where Lemmy from Motorhead right. does Triple H's theme and everything, but I don't think we ever see the DX band again. Aww. Maybe the, the lead singer has gone back to working in the uh, pipe industry, wasn't he? Yeah, He's he was involved a pipe in or sort yeah. of a teamster in, in in internal. Condition, air conditioning <laughs> thing go back and listen to the other episodes he's on because you hear his music and it is amazing <laughs> <Abundant>. <laughs> absolutely on the same page um, I like the bit as well with boys to men they, they sing and they do choose these funny notes that you sort of go oh have they got that, that wrong And then you but go, they haven't
1: because they're brilliant yeah. yeah
2: and then you go no it was a choice they made yeah. that was unusual um, but they, they, they end it really nicely and, and a lot of the times especially at this period um, you'd find that Urban Acts had a yeah. very very rough time yeah when they were doing things like... Like salt and pepper when they did WrestleMania yeah. a few ago, and they just it's get booed. Problem, yeah. and, and, and actually, the crowd go wild to them here, but they do a really sort of muted version of the anthem that's really sort of nice in their harmony singing. And then they set off fireworks in the ring <laughs> that are just a bit sort of like, oh, no, that really just... That came to a nice end. You don't yeah, need to yeah, go... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but they were good. They were good. Um, it's also at this point that you first see the sign that says Big Red Retard.
1: Oh, good. I don't, I don't, I don't think I saw that one. What? It comes up a lot in the Kane match. Yeah, a lot of signs. One man had at this point had a butterbean sign. Now who has? But who's a fan of Butterbean?
2: <laughs> I Let me ask. I'm a am fan, a huge fan I'm of Butterbean. Butterbean. I, I actually think that, I think that that particular match. <laughs> I know we're going to get to it, but I think that's one of the highlights of this WrestleMania, yeah. and it caps off a story that I find endlessly fascinating. Okay, which is the Brawl for All tournament. and right. I was thinking about doing this for WrestleMemes, mm. but it's notoriously bad. And really, you need to get to this point before you can be interested in what happened before. Okay. Uh, so we will talk uh, about okay. that. Okay.
1: Well, uh, well, it, it kind of all kicks off with um, after after Boyz II Men. We go back to that um, montage where they. Trying to sort of explain to people who might like wrestling yeah. back in the day yep. um, that don't worry, these old men still respect what's happening yep. here. Classy Freddie Blassie that is here. just fell out, yeah, just, like, <laughs> just,
2: like, just, like, just don't worry about it. <coughs> they, they choose Classy Freddie Blassie, who was a sort of very beloved uh, character. In his day, I mean, he was a brutal, violent man. <laughs> One of his nicknames was the vampire, right. Fred Blassie, and he was just a sort of nora at people's heads. Uh, <laughs> but he comes out and he does this really ponderous time. No beginning, no end. An infinite procession towards mortality. (laughs) Are we just gonna? Can we just see some wrestling? (laughs) We don't need to. But he he does say at one point, he says, you know, like the mythic gods of ancient Greece, this is the showcase of the immortals. If anything, wrestling is the showcase of people who die too young, <laughs> of the frequently mortal, yeah,
1: mortal the in the in the in the in the, sen- the northeastern term drunk mortal, <laughs> and also being incredibly mortal in that they die in car crashes.
2: I, I, I do like this period because th- those sorts of little bits <laughs> is really the first time the WWF begin. Curating and being the custodian of wrestling, yes, and they begin accepting their old history in a way that they hadn't for a long, long time. Mm.
1: They were like, "Oh, look at this new shiny thing! Look at this new shiny thing!" But yeah. now it's kind of like, "Oh, we're doing something new," but
2: yeah, this Th- is what we. They give about. a sense of heritage as well, mm. and the heritage that's become increasingly important over recent years. Things like the network with them essentially reclaiming the history of wrestling. Yeah, um, I, I think it's it's great. I mean, I think they do a, a great job. If they hadn't been interested in the history of wrestling and if they didn't do that then it would have pretty much disappeared it would be like british wrestling here yes no one is curating that you cannot access it it doesn't exist it's disappearing i reckon we could just buy if we had like 40 grand we could buy a a huge chunk of the rights to (sighs) british wrestling. i didn't just go through boxes at christmas (laughs) i looked to see who owned the rights to the world of sport wrestling yeah and I, i can't work it out no but there are definitely Archives that have been owned by people who aren't anything to do with wrestling. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they're sitting in warehouses somewhere. So they bought I will... blankety blank
1: and also while they're exactly. wrestling. they they've just bought us, Like, remember when we did. <laughs> we we were. Uh, I, I was less of a writer than you were, but uh-huh. we were both writing on the International Sexy Lady Show. Yes. For yes. For a. American TV channel, I think? I think it was, yeah. And um, uh, and we'd got the rights, we'd call like we'd b- bought the rights, or, or the company that, that, were, yeah. that were employing us had bought the rights to Eurotrash. That's right, so they and could it wasn't, strip mine it. Yes, they yeah. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> just <laughs> basically just cleave stuff out. And we also had, um, there was a ghost watch kind of um, thing on Zoo TV, on Nuts TV. Yeah, that's TV.
2: right. Was it called something like Naked and Frightened? Naked and Afraid. Naked and, and, and Afraid. Had,
1: and it notably had... Katie Piper, the girl who'd got acid in her face. Yes, got pre uh, pre uh, incident. Got yeah. And I was so I was like, I know that woman. You she might... was in. She was in Naked and Afraid on the International Sexy Lady. Y- you
2: might think you see. You might be one of those people who said, I'll listen to a new podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? This has got a load of reviews. People are nice about it. Let's have a look. And they'd go, mm, Is wrestling a bit seedy though? Don't worry, it's... you're in safe hands. <laughs> we used to work on the International Sexy Lady Show, which featured Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and bad Korean kind of like oh. family titty uh, entertainment. Sort of women sitting on pot on sort of like cakes and things. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, it's not a career highlight. No, but it's but interesting it's, when it comes to the it's,
1: licensing it's, of television property. I just, I just, uh, yeah. I was surprised um, how few times we worked together, Mark. <laughs> 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 we worked on Resume, the X
2: record Show, and the International Sexy Lady yeah. Show. I bet there is... are more people <laughs> who are going. Oh, I remember the International Sex lady show than there are who go oh, oh, XFM <laughs> or WrestleMania. <me." laughs> that's our legacy oh, oh dear. I, I know someone who bought the rights to Pat Sharp's Funhouse right, and okay. it wasn't Pat Sharp's Funhouse and I wasn't quite sure what that meant but they were sort of saying well I own the title Funhouse I own the concept of the twins Yes, okay. I own the, the game oh, yes, is the yes, thing yes. and uh, he bought that for I think yeah, it was a few grand mm. uh, he didn't do anything with it and then he was reading a paper and it said in the paper Pat Sharp's Funhouse to return and he went oh! Brilliant, I own the rights to that. And he looked down the thing and it said, uh, the person who owns the rights. He yeah. was like, that's not me. And so he <laughs> rang up his, his sort of lawyer and said, what's going on here? And they said, oh, it, your rights to it expired about two weeks ago. You just didn't notice. And <laughs> someone else has bought them in this weird... Immediately, They yeah. wash up on the shore d- of somewhere. It, there must be a website that does this sort of that thing. That must be the dark web. <laughs> that, that people that, buying the rights to Pat Sharp's Funhouse on the dark web. Because
1: I remember I when I used to have a challenge, I used to do a uh, voice for them. Um, I wasn't allowed to use certain phrases when it came to uh, Bullseye. Uh-huh. I wasn't it's allowed a load to say- of fucking crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Bullseye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed to say um, Super Smashing Great. Mm. Nothing in this game for the two in the bed, I think, as well. Everybody
2: loves a bit of bully. Oh, I was allowed to say that. Right. And there were certain things I wasn't, I w- wasn't allowed how to say because weird. Jim Bowen owned them. But how weird there's been something where they've, they've sat there and Jim Bowen has said, right, I'm going to pay £5 for that because I want that, that one. one. And they go, do you want, <laughs> everyone loves a bit of bully?" and going no, you let that one go. <laughs> I just want to keep them all. That's not you know. transferable. How strange. Yeah, it really yeah, is. But I, I mean, uh, this is a, a genuine thing. If anyone, well, t- I need to make two shout-outs. One mm. is if anyone n- does have an archive or knows where archives are, mm. don't contact them. This is not an open bid. No. But I'm just interested to know where these things might be. Mm. If you're somebody who owns one, just just let us know because it's interesting what people are doing. I'm not interested mm. in your business affairs. <laughs> don't work for the tax. I'm just like, <laughs> I wonder tats. where all this wrestling has gone. Do you want to see your tax? The second one, is if you've won some stupid amount of money and you're <laughs> like, I'd like to buy Wrestle Me the podcast an archive, yeah. Then do also contact exactly because that would help out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think we should own it and then just like all these rights holders just sit on it and then sell it on sometime at some point in the near future. That's <laughs> what people do. Uh, uh,
1: yes, so uh, I, I saw a lot of signs, a lot of signs in this uh, in this one, Marco. Mm. Actually, one of them I saw one sign saying the raging climax, and I was like, oh. Is that, are they like a tag
2: team or something? Uh-huh. No, that's the subtitle of the entire fucking show, man. And, and they never use it in the, the actual show itself. The Raging Climax! The Raging Climax! They've got rid of the G as well. Yeah. Raging Climax. The Raging Climax! I don't want a Raging Climax! I don't want any of it, I've no. done Raging Climax! I've got the Raging climax. Oh, oh, I, I, I heard you stop. went to WrestleMania last night. Uh, did you Did you meet anyone nice? <laughs> yes, yes, I met Henry Godwin. How did it go? Uh, well, there was a Raging Climax. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible title. It's a sort of thing like uh, an Australian court mate here. Ah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a raging climax, mate. It was fucking everywhere. You've
2: heard him, my lad. It was a raging climax. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. I don't know why they have gavels. They might not. <laughs> there, was, there, were, there were two dark matches on this yes. WrestleMania. Uh, one is a match between uh, the female wrestlers Jacqueline and Ivory, and then there's a 15-man battle royale where the last two people in the ring go... ...go On to face the tag team champions uh, in the main WrestleMania yes, okay, show. Right. I, I, I wasted yeah, big schmoz of stuff. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you put that on the television? Well, the other thing is, of course, you have a year to build up to WrestleMania. Mm. Why not have a program that meant something <laughs> yes. rather than just a- absolutely haphazardly throwing two people together? There's a funny thing about replica matches. So when you have someone who comes out to do a match, People, when they see them, five mm. matches hence, have no interest. There's no reaction to it. Mm. And it's a very, very easy thing to get wrong. So on this yeah. one, they've already brought all these people out. You see these two winners. You go, oh, I don't care about them. And then next match, they're coming out. What yeah. are you going to do? You're just going to go, Ngh. yeah. You've, and this you've match you've is the, rubbish. You've reduced the kind of um, the, the pop, haven't you? I, yeah. mean, I, I couldn't see any of this match. because No, it sorry, I'm about. in the tag match. This I'll one, reckon, I, yeah. I've, not, I've not seen this, this dark match. It no. does actually have a load of sort of WrestleMania firsts. Mm. So it's the first ever Matt and Jeff Hardy WrestleMania appearance, oh. um, you have uh, Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge, who are public enemy, I think it's their only Wrestlemania appearance, so there are some sort of interesting names that are in there, Tiger Ali Singh as well, who is uh, I mean, hes he should never have been on a Wrestlemania, not much of a not much of a performer. He was uh, wrestling he was um, with McFarlane when, when he the, um... that was his father, who was Tiger Jeet Singh. Oh, ah, uh, was so it? I wonder how this not very good wrestler ended up being signed for <laughs> WWF could it be anything to do with nepotism? That would never happen in the WWF no. <coughs> Shane, <Well>, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll hear about that a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, shall uh-huh. we do the first match? Have Let's we got time? Let's do the first match before we chip off. Yeah, great. This is uh, the hardcore championship uh, between badass Billy Gunn, uh, Bob Hardcore Holly and Al Snow mm. with head. Well, I asked early in this run of shows, mm. probably about this time last year, whether any
1: wrestler had ever had two heads. Yes, you did. And here's Al Snow with his plastic head as his model to prove me
2: right. A- wrong. A lo- <laughs> right, wrong. <laughs> a lot Lots of people. I like the fact that you just ask a question. <laughs> Has there ever been arrested with two heads? And um, the answer it comes back, and you go, "I am right." <laughs> no, lots of people right got to to that. Us, <laughs> A lot of people got to us on Twitter <laughs> at the time to say, "What about Al Snow?" Mm. And Al Snow had this gimmick. What does everybody want? head what does oh. everybody need head. head and he has a shop dummy's head
1: Why? Um, it, when when they do kind of like mad guy gimmicks men mm. who have gone crazy and stuff why do they always choose the cleanest cut <laughs> least interesting men they're never like ugly they're always like beautiful men they're, Like, yeah. go, oh he's gone crazy he's crazy that guy he runs around with a
2: head that tells him what to do th- there's a really odd thing here which is about the blending of reality mm. and, and fantasy which is that he really uh, wanted head <laughs> <laughs> he's got in all kinds of trouble <laughs> Al Snow was a journeyman Wrestler who had always been seen as being one of these very very talented guys who mm. just could not break through, yeah. and he had a short WWE uh, WWF at the time run in various sort of in roles that didn't really fit him. He was a, a Leaf Cassidy, which was a sort of mix of David Cassidy and Leaf Garrett the seventies. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jeez. I mean, I mean, the you idea that someone yourself, came they? up with that and sort of thought <laughs> well, one day this could make some money, you know, it, it's lunatic. Um, and he'd been in the New Rockers with Marty Janetti, right. which I just imagined was boozy. <laughs> 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 and he was he was a he was a masked character whose name escapes me at the minute, but I mean he just he just couldn't really click. Mm. And this character, it not only sort of got over it, was a bit like McFoley where I think people had respect for him mm. and that really helped him. So yeah. it doesn't quite make sense when you see it. You sort of go, Well, what is he supposed to be? Mm. He's go, he's got a gimmick about what does everybody want, head. Yeah. And then he's wearing a T shirt saying job squad because he was always a bit, you know, a jobber and that was a sort of throwback to the fact that he was not A big star, and he's got sort of blonde hair and a a handlebar moustache, and he looks sort of quite handsome what is this?
0: (laughs) But you see it and you
2: just go oh it's Al Snow with head. Yeah. You know you're sort of weirdly familiar with it. It's only out of context it seems weird. It does
1: does, those kind of um, dummies you sort of see them a lot Um, the first time sorry I talked about Japan again but the first time I went to Japan um, hairdressers um, cut the hair and then they just put them in clear plastic bags and leave them outside the the hairdressers Uh and so you'll just see these bags of heads everywhere around. and I remember um, you know five five o'clock in the morning or whatever someone's pulled up and the 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 bag and there's just heads these heads just with bad haircuts all all over the um, all over the street and, Sounds um, a bit like uh, walking down Old Street.
2: Called swell Evan at night,
1: please, actually. Well, I picked up one of them, and there was a, gar- there was a garbage uh, van going past, and I gar- a, 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 a bin lorry, and I booted one, drop kicked
2: it, straight into the bin lorry. It's the best thing i ever done. It's the best thing I've I'd ever done. I'd love to see the CCTV of that, because it would just look like a man walking down with a decapitated head, which he boots into, a, into like a bin van, and then it's all destroyed. The evidence gone. What do we want? 25 to life. Head. (laughs) We know a crime was committed. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know who or or when. Um, This is is a hardcore match. Hardcore matches were very, very big at this period. They've introduced the hardcore title a few months before and it's all about that sort of ECW style. Mm. Um, It's, you know, your your hockey sticks and your cookie sheets and things. It just Um, seems like making a big mess at the start of the It does, yeah. But these were hugely over. I mean, they they they, they probably had peaked within about three or four years at Mm. which point they were just there was no reaction to them really and they were very much for people in the mid card um Billy Gunn was was not very keen on this style. He, he, he'd spoken in interviews that he didn't really enjoy having to do all this. He said he was a fish out of water. Mm. Um, he comes in wearing a T-shirt that just says, uh, check out my ass Yeah, on the we, back. I think
1: we've spoken about... Have we spoken about Mr. ass? Well, he check had that ass?
2: foam ass, if oh, you yes, remember, he did. that we got obsessed that's with. Right, that's right. <laughs> but, check out my ass. But it's a strange... I still don't know... I mean, I mean that T-shirt, you wear them because you want people to buy them. And then you're selling it to someone who's got a thing on it says, check out my ass. And if you mean it seriously, you, that's wrong. If you don't, you look stupid. It, it, it's bad gimmick, Pete. Bad gimmick is i what think I'm it's saying.
1: for gigantic fat men. <laughs> yes. be, it's like, oh, it's, I'm not fat. It's a, it's a solar power for a, a sex machine. Like, you know, like bald, man. <laughs> I, I don't know But like, it's that kind of joggy like, kind of T-shirt. Ha-ha, aren't I sexy?
2: Yeah. Although um, when he, Billy Gunn is wearing it. He is sort of sexy, but... The He's men, got a good ass. I it's, think, just, I think it's just blokes he, he watching give... as well. So it's like, what message do you want, Billy? Are you, are you telling the men, the heterosexual men, to check out your ass? Is that a, or, or are you saying, if you're a homosexual man, please do, you know, I'm inclusive. Call uh, me. All of this is confusing. It's very confusing, it Billy It should just on. say, please do not look at my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it is dangerous. Uh, then there someone holds up in, in the middle of this a sign that just says pork is kosher.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> so that could, I noticed that uh, later in the in the set in the setup. What's mm. that about? Is that a wrestling thing or just a confused boy? No, it's just it's
2: just someone Still trying to trick dick. the Jewish viewers. I don't I don't know why. Oh, I've oh, the only thing I wonder, the only thing I wonder is I wonder We've got the sign <laughs> for the lot. I wonder if it's something to do with South Park. Is the only thing. Yeah. Because god, this yeah. is the era of Very
1: South Park heavy so this. So South, South Park. Yeah.
2: So much South mm. Park stuff. Uh, as you'll later see when we take a trip to the Rage Party. My god. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, hardcore Holly
1: wins this match Uh, yeah so so Billy Gunn like first things first Billy Gunn um, comes out and he karate chops his belly Mm. and he spits out water like if the Attitude Era for me, uh, like uh, I'm sure people s- have their ideas about what the Attitude Era f- for them um, means, but yeah. it just seems to be a lot of people spitting out. <laughs> it does. It time. does. You'd just actually a lot
2: of that. Yeah, it's it's funny as well because like Stone Cold has got the beer thing. Yeah, and there are very few other wrestlers who are really allowed to do the beer thing. Yeah. So later on the APA, the acolytes, they have a beer drinking gimmick. Right. But, but everyone else is a bit like, oh well, that's gimmick infringement, isn't it? What's so,
1: a- what's APA uh, stuff?
2: APA was the um uh, uh, they are the acolyte. Protection Agency. Oh, it right. was uh, Faruka Bradshaw. <laughs> they talk, talking. Oh my lord! This is the era where they do one of the greatest t-shirts of all time. I think it might come in the year sort of after this, right? Uh, but they released uh, an APA t-shirt, mm. Acolyte's Protection Agency. Yeah, and for some reason they did a t-shirt where they thought, what else could it stand for? That is hard and aggressive. <laughs> right. And they they printed it with a logo and it said, the APA always bounding ass. <laughs> 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 again, it's, guys, it's a classic a guys, T-shirt. You've done a Billy Gunn, and there is this, there is this alternative reading of wrestling, which is all about a load of men just walking around going, "I'm going to pound your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ain't, you ain't going to pound my ass. Maybe I'll pound yours." <laughs> <laughs> Tom of Finland cartoon. I would uh, again. I mean, I mean that is a T-shirt that we need to track down. <laughs> I, I'll put a photo of it on the Twitter thing. Uh, always but pounding ass. Always pounding ass. Wow. You would say, how? I mean, that 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 got through a lot of eyes. <laughs> you know, did no one, did not one person go? That doesn't sound like a fighting thing. <laughs> that, that, it's <laughs> You're just concentrating. What? it's the pounding. The pounding is problematic. Why didn't? It, why wasn't it? You know, always punching. <laughs> you know at all. I don't know. There's something else. No, no, let's go for always pounding ass. What about always pummeling ass? No, no, not as good. Protecting ass. (laughs) It lacks the sort of, I don't know, the weird sort of hippie motion I feel with the word pound. (laughs) Um, uh, So it ends up with Hardcore
1: Holly uh, winning the Hardcore Championship. If he didn't, hardcore Holly's not as hardcore as you'd (laughs) expect,
2: really. Uh, uh, Bob Holly worked uh, as—he'd been in a character called Sparky Plug, Thurman Sparky Plug—in in the the sort of Dayglow '90s (laughs) era, where he was a NASCAR driver. Uh, And he'd reinvented himself, really. And his reinvention was to go—not want any fucking gimmicks—and so he turns up here in black trunks. And uh, he—he's most famous for his run as Hardcore Holly. And Uh. uh, he was a—you know—by all counts, you know—he's—he's a a tough guy. He's a a a solid thumper, and he's uh, a. A bit of a butler. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he wrote quite a good autobiography, which is well written, uh, because he's he it managed to last for quite a long time. So he goes through really till the mid two thousands, and nobody from the mid two thousands particularly has written much about it. So Bob Holly's book is one of the few that covers that interesting period as they go to what what's known as the sort of ruthless aggression eras.
1: Ah, yeah. job. Uh, right, well, uh, we've reached the end of uh, another show. We got uh, through one match and two dark ones. Mm. Um and boys to men. Um, <laughs> two dark ones we didn't even see. No, exactly. I mean you tried to make Didn't tried to salvage ex- it didn't, a bit there. Didn't even explain it. No. Really. Uh, if you want to get to the show, it's uh, okay, just the email address now? it is. I think it's show, show at Wrestle-me Wrestle-me pod. Me pod. Dot com. Yeah. sure at WrestleMePod.com if you want to get involved. I really wish I'd
2: done that hello. with conviction because it was right. <laughs> 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 and uh, we're on Twitter at, uh, at WrestleMePod. All right. Then. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Hey, happy 2019. Hope it's going swimmingly for you. Mm. And um, hope you haven't haven't got a really sort of hard column of shit inside you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something we can all get behind. <laughs> yeah. WrestleMe Beat. Check out my ass.